Good morning. Welcome to Coffee Moments with Elsie. This is our time where we look at relatable stories from the Bible and apply them to our everyday lives. Today we are going to be talking about the humanity of Jesus Christ. The things that made Jesus human, just some of them. You know, the Bible says that he was tempted in all ways just as we were, yet he was without sin. The humanity of Jesus is that thing that made him, that gave him the right, the authority, not the authority, that gave him the right to be like us, that put him in a place where he could totally understand what we went through, so that when we are in situations that are similar, we can say, oh, he went through it, he can empathize, he understands what it is we are going through. So today we're going to be looking at an interesting story from the book of Mark chapter 11 from verse 12 it says now the next day when they had come out from Bethany he was hungry and seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it when he came to it he found nothing but leaves for it was not the season for figs in in response Jesus said to it let no one eat from you ever again and his disciples heard it that's mark chapter 11 from verse 12 to 14. now what are the lessons we see from this victory story that point to the humanity of jesus the first thing i see here is that jesus was hungry does god eat food no does god ever need to eat no but at this point we need to understand that Jesus was totally human and he was hungry just like we get hungry so that whenever we feel hunger we can say oh Jesus felt hunger so he knows exactly how I feel the other the second thing is he had high hopes and high expectations based on what he saw from afar the Bible says that he saw the tree from afar having leaves and he went to see if he could find fruit on it. So he had high hopes and high expectations based on what he saw from afar. You know how it is sometimes you have made projections, you are sure that this thing will work based on what you are seeing, based on the information that you have at that particular time. So that also happened to Jesus. The information he had was there was a leafy green tree looking very radiant and he thought, oh yes, this one must have food. And then when he got close, he realized that he saw wrong. He saw wrong. Jesus saw wrong. Does God make mistakes? No. But at this point, Jesus saw wrong. Because the fig tree that he saw, looking like it had potential, didn't have anything after all. There were no fruit on the tree. Because the Bible says it was not yet the season for figs. So it is okay sometimes for you to see wrong. When you see things and then they do not they end up not they do not add up at the end of the day, know that Jesus went through a period when he also saw something that looks like it had potential, but then it turned out not to be so. The the fourth thing, the fourth lesson from the fig tree for us this morning is that Jesus felt disappointment. You may ask me, uh, how do I know? It doesn't say he was disappointed. Yeah. He clearly felt disappointment because he had had 
those his hopes set very high and then he came and then he didn't see anything and he didn't like it and how do i know that he didn't like it because of what he said what he did he said let no one eat food from you ever again he didn't bless that tree he cursed it he cursed it he addressed the fig tree expecting it to hear what it was he had said so what are you addressing are you addressing your problem are you speaking to the thing that is disappointing you are you speaking to that thing that had potential that looked like it had potential but it does not have potential and then jesus responded and spoke to an inanimate object it was a tree it was not a human being it was not a dog it was not a cat yet he spoke to it all these are lessons that we can take and apply to our lives we can understand that jesus went through all of this and so when we go through it we can link it back to the scripture and know that if this happened to jesus if he went through this then it is okay if i am also going to it and you need to respond the way Jesus responded. You need to address the issue the way Jesus addressed it. Jesus didn't throw a tantrum. Yes, he was disappointed, but he spoke to the tree and he expected that tree to hear. It is my prayer for you today that you will link your humanity to the divinity of Jesus Christ and realize that at no point ever are you alone. Whatever emotions you are feeling, whatever challenges you are going through, somewhere in the life of Jesus Christ, he went through the same and he understands. No wonder he is the perfect mediator between God and man. May he stand and mediate for you today before the Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to Coffee Moments with Elsie, our time together to look into the Word of God and get nuggets for daily living, things we can relate to and apply to our everyday lives. This morning we'll be looking at the story of a woman in the Bible. She was not named, she was simply called in this scripture, she was simply called a sinner. We're looking at the book of Luke chapter 7. We'll begin our reading from verse 37. And behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil and stood at his feet behind him, weeping. And she began to wash his feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. And she kissed his feet and anointed them with the fragrant oil. Verse 39. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he spoke to himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would know who and what manner of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. She is a sinner. This is a very intriguing story for me this morning because I put, I find myself in the Pharisee's shoes and I'm asking some questions this Pharisee had received Jesus and was entertaining him he had thrown a party for the Lord but his countenance changed his whole attitude changed when somebody who was not qualified who was not socially qualified came to worship Jesus and when he saw the way Jesus accepted worship from this sinful woman 
in his holy mind, he began to think that, look, a holy person, a genuine prophet, should be able to distinguish between a sinner and a righteous person and should not associate with such. And he began to question the association of Jesus with this woman because he felt that, come on, how, how can you do this? You are, you are a minister of the gospel. You are a holy man. You are a pastor. You are a minister. You are a bishop. You are whatever you are in the society. You are a Christian. Come on. How can you be associating with all these Muslims, all these sinners, all these people who don't know the Lord? How can you associate? Now, I, the man didn't say that, but it's clear he, he felt disappointed at the reaction of Jesus Christ. And then I decided to relate it to myself this morning and look at myself as the Pharisee. And I'm asking, is that not how we ourselves judge everybody, even today? And then I remember the scripture that says that we are the salt of the, of the earth and the light of the world. And I began to ask myself, imagine salt, if truly we are salt, can we or should we choose to flavor only a certain part of the food and leave the rest out? Is that even possible? Imagine you have a pot of rice you are cooking and you say, you know what? I like the way this side of the pot is boiling, so I will only flavor this side and I will not flavor that side. Is that possible? And when you do that, does the food taste right at the end of the day, assuming you are able to do that? And if we are the light of the world, should we only shine on a certain part? Should we only shine among Christians? They say that light shines greatest in darkness. When you put on your fluorescent light in the middle of the day at 12 noon, does the light reflect as much as when it is put on at midnight? These are questions I'm asking myself and I think these are questions we should also ask ourselves. Is it possible that when we choose to only associate with people who are like us, people who are holy, people who are righteous, we are actually behaving like the Pharisee? And is this what we are required to do? Isn't there a higher standard? As we move towards the end of time, I believe that the time has really come for us to examine our daily attitudes in our relationships with our co-workers, with our neighbors, with people who are not like us, people who do not look like us, people who do not behave like us, people who do not have what we have. Yes, I know the Bible says, come out from among them and be separate. I know the Bible says we are in the world, but we are not of the world. But we are the salt and we are the light. And I believe truly that the time has come for us to examine our saltiness and our lightiness, if there is anything like that. My prayer for you and for I today is that we will take the gospel, this gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and spread it in the places where it makes the most meaning in our daily lives. That we will shun all forms of discrimination. We will shun all forms of judging of people. We do not know what people are. We do not know what their hearts are. The minds and hearts of human beings belong only to Jesus Christ. May we have true dissemination today. May we be able to judge between righteous and unrighteous. May we know that this gospel, once we have accepted it, no longer is us, is us alone, but is for everyone. And may we truly be a light and salt today in Jesus' name. Have a blessed day. God bless you.